It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Osta. We are being live streamed. Welcome to Car Con Carne. This is episode. 702. I'm James Van Osdell. And as I begin, I'm going to help myself to a well-being coffee cream brew. Uh, this is delicious. Now, well-being is non-alcoholic beer. But the thing is, for years, non-alcoholic beer was synonymous with shitty, not good, not tasty. Uh, well-being figured it out. Craft beer just without the alcohol in it. So as dry January is wrapping up, maybe you want to keep that going in February or you're just looking for some alternatives, maybe just to, to take a break every third drink, maybe make it an NA. I recommend well-being beer. Uh, this coffee, <laughs> this coffee cream is ridiculous, uh, but also the Hellraiser Amber is a really good starting point. Uh, take a look at what they have, wellbeingbrewing.com, and make it easy on yourself. Take 10% off your well-being brewing order with my promo code, J-B-O at wellbeingbrewing.com. So I mentioned this is episode 702, 702. Uh, earlier this week, I did episode 700, kind of a big milestone. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard it, I invited 14 of my former radio co-workers onto what was like a two and a half hour broadcast. We covered a lot of ground. We talked about lots of bad programming decisions made through the years. Uh, lots of people getting fired, myself included. General mischief. Look, I, radio is unlistenable and awful in the present day, but I swear to God, it was fun back in the day. And you can relive some of that with uh, 14 of my former Q101 co-workers episode 700 of carcone carne just yesterday i did something with cinco de gatos which you can listen to cinco de gatos who will be at the double doors uh, open house this coming sunday and coming up wgn television's mike Toomey. and my goal is to get back in the car march maybe march uh, depending on where we're at with public health concerns at the at that point we'll see how it goes i'd love to get back in the car it was fun while it lasted and December and January. But tonight it is the return of Wrong War. In my description online, I said this is hardcore with a lot on its mind. Wrong War returns with their second full release, and they want you to know that things have not gotten better since their debut. That debut, by the way, right here on Handsome Vinyl. I, you know, I saw you guys like a month ago. I should have had you sign this. I, I wasn't thinking. I devalue it. <laughs> 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 I don't I, I don't think that's true. I appreciate the, the good old fashioned Midwest self-effacing humor, though. I Here's the thing. I, I mentioned that Cinco de Gatos is playing this uh, double door open house. They do it biweekly in the new facility. They're not open for business. They probably won't be open for business until October. But they're throwing these little it's almost like house parties in this space. They've got it, it's not ready for occupancy. It's not ready for anything, but they're having bands come in and people come by and drink cheap, shitty beer. And it's, it's kind of awesome. You guys did this like a month ago. You played uh, the, the, this double door thing, did just this blistering half hour set. And I think would surprise people, not surprise people. What was interesting to people, you guys walk in very unassuming. You're, you're, you're four unassuming guys. You get on stage and you rip people's fucking heads off. And they're not prepared for that when they see Wrong War walk into the building. Thank you. Yeah, I take that as a compliment. That's good. And, yeah. and it is. And it is. I mean, you just you, you come in there and you 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 are dead set on, on making an impact. And you did. That was a, a blistering 30 minutes. I love being able to see you live. 
Uh, how does it feel to be back and kind of playing again? I know you're playing um, a festival in a, like a month or so. Um, how does it feel to actually get up there and do what you do? I mean, it's been good. We, uh, I mean, it's been few and far between, but we've been, right. we've been managed to sneak in, I don't know what, five, six shows since the end of last summer, did a tiny bit of traveling, went out to the East coast, went up to Detroit, played locally around here, uh, a few times. Uh, so it's been good. I mean, I think it gives us something to focus on. Like we've, we've been writing and writing for what, like two years now, writing, recording. Uh, and we kind of move on really fast from our old, old stuff almost too quickly. So it's nice to kind of pause and be able to actually play those songs, uh, live. So it's been good. I mean, I think we were hoping by this time, things would look very different too. You'd sure. be back in the car. We'd be, you know, playing live shows that people actually came to. Um, but, you know, so far it is what it is. And uh, you know, hopefully by the summer, spring, things start to turn. But, yeah, we got, there's a big festival in, I think it's May, uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, it's a Dayton Music Fest, uh, three days, uh, tons of bands uh, that were, I think we're playing Sunday. Uh, it's going to be great. So your first release was in 2020. You're starting this year with a new album. That is a pretty brisk pace. I mean, as you get together and write and, and work on stuff, it, is it just falling into place? I feel like it doesn't happen this easily for other bands. Are you just in a groove together mm -hmm. for you? I, I, sort of, I sort of feel like it's almost a, a necessity for us, like to be efficient um, in, a, in a way that's so different from any other band that I've, I've been in, you know, like we're so excited to get together when we do, somebody brings an idea and we just sink our teeth into it and tear it apart. Like it's so much fun. And I think that's part of the reason why I think we've been able to, to be a, a efficient in the way that we, that we have in terms of our songwriting is that we, I think we just enjoy hanging out with each other. There's, there's no drama, like, um, you know, we get together once a week if we're lucky and we and we make the most of it. And then um, I think we enjoy, you know, rehearsing. We enjoy getting in the studio and, and putting it down. But more than anything, like I don't want to speak for everybody else, but like just playing live again just feels so, so good. Um, it's I, you, you don't you don't realize how you how much you miss it until you get out there and, and you see people like getting excited about it. Um, it's it's pretty cool and it's it's a lot of fun with these guys so that's dave talking I, I should mention uh matt patrick and dan are also here which you know if you're listening it's kind of hard you don't, you can't look at these guys on the screen um but what do you think other three guys are, are you in that groove do you agree with what dave was saying i definitely do i also think there's probably um at least for me personally there's a little bit more of a purpose it feels like now um where I mean, it's always been fun, right, to play music and hang out with your friends. But I feel like before, um, you know, certainly in my 20s and things like that, it was just about, like, playing locally once every six weeks maybe. And just, like, it was a big party and, you know, it was just good times piled on top of good times, and which is nothing wrong with that. But now with the different landscape show-wise where – you know, for a while, we, we didn't have a choice. We couldn't do anything. But we still had every bit as much fun getting together and writing tunes. 
And that to answer your question, like it it does click with with us. Um, I was talking about it earlier, like same as anybody else. I think like one of us will bring a riff or bring an idea, and we'll all kind of collaborate and hash it out together, and then whatever Matt comes back with usually vocally and lyrically, like, you know, kind so far every time it has like blown the rest of us away. So yeah, it usually propels it into something a little bit more intense or a little bit different. Um, but there's this, there's the pace, right? You mentioned the show, like we come in and like, there's kind of this attack and we go through it fast. I think the whole writing and releasing uh, has been also a little bit of an attack. Like let's just keep, going as quick as we can uh and kind of keep having good output hey i look at you guys as like contract killers in like an action movie like you just kind of <laughs> you, you you appear out of nowhere you walk through the hotel lobby next thing we know you're on the rooftop five minutes later people are saying oh my god what happened and then you guys are you know on the street on to your next destination love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i think a lot of it's out of necessity for us because i mean you know we all have kids and jobs and we generally practice at like eight thirty, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Like that's about all we can really manage. So rock and roll. Real rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Give, give you want to talk over. rock and roll? I just made my first candle yesterday. That's how rock and roll I am. So yeah. I, I support your eight thirty in the morning practice on a yeah. Sunday. I, I've made many candles at uh at Princess Campouts and such. So <laughs> congratulations. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Matt. No, I was just saying, I mean, out of, out of pure necessity, we have to be efficient. I mean, and, you know, uh, so we got 18 recorded songs now over two LPs, uh, you know, maybe clock in about 21, 22 minutes a shot. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that generally works out really well for us. I think a lot of the feedback we've gotten on those records is that the the length of them is, is good. It, you know, sometimes people will maybe want more, sometimes too much of a certain thing is too much but i i feel like that's kind of about right for us like this nine song 22 minute kind of assault and then and then it's over and we can move on so i that's a formula that seems to kind of work for us right now so um you know dan and i are retiring in a year so uh, <laughs> we have to get a football <laughs> so matt it seems like you've been taking notes on a lot of things over the past couple of years you're spitting venom on this album and yeah. this is one of the things wow. we love about we love about the band i mean you're pissed about a lot of things and we echo I, I think your outrage on a lot of things human resources kicks things off once upon a weapon is the new release um the lesson here corporate america sucks i, I mean that that was just the the constant assault of of every company the ones you work for the ones you don't work for telling you how much they care about you and and how much your safety and well-being matters to them. And we all know it's just a load of horseshit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the thoughts and prayers or the thank you for your service of the COVID era. And it's, it's, it's meaningless and, and, you know, got to the point where it's just insulting. So uh, that, that's pretty much what that song's about. The, the disingenuine, disingenuousness. Yeah, right. Uh, well, along those lines, social media, it is what it is. I think you, you kind of go further in that direction with distraction diet. Just the way people doom scroll and live their lives in the present day. Yeah. I mean, I think it's everything. I mean, as, as, as good as the internet could be for humanity, it's, it's also a terrible 
weapon or, you know, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's everything from, from social media to, to YouTube to, you know, whatever it is, it's just this barrage avalanche of garbage. Um, and, you know, I can believe whatever I want to believe right now. And, uh, you know, I can find someone to validate that. And it just, you know, the divisions that then that sows, like we've seen for the you know past several years, 10 years, whatever it's been, it's getting worse and worse. And there's really no indication that it gets better at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a frust, just a right. general frustration. Yeah, just a general frustration with that stuff. Well, I'm right there okay. with you. On distraction diet, James, there's a, uh, which, uh, I mean, it all worked out beautifully, but there's a, a James Baldwin sample at the beginning of the song. How much time do you want for your progress? If you're familiar with the interview, you know, it was an interview from almost 50 years ago, um, <clears throat> talking about how progress is being made. And then James Baldwin so eloquently kind of called it out that, you know, that there's not progress being made. How much time do you want for your progress? Like, unfortunately, there's so often, more often than not, there, there really isn't progress or change. It's just more status quo. I, I go through days with the internet, with social media, where it, it's total, it's, it's bipolar. I'll be in one situation thinking, wow, this is great. This is really a wonderful way to come together and, and share experience. Then five minutes later, I'm like, fuck, I hate everything. I've got to close my computer and not look at it for the next 24 hours. And it just is it's that whiplash and it, it can't be healthy. It's, it's not emotionally healthy. Uh, don't don't read the comments, but very often don't look at the, you know people you know what they're doing too. It's just as bad, right? So it, it yeah, it's uh, it's a mess for sure. It's a mess. All right, the new album, uh, Once Upon a Weapon. The title track has a video. Is that footage from Reggie's in the video? Yeah, Next, some of it. Yeah, Reggie's and the Liars Club, right? That's okay. Yeah. I was like playing Spot the Venue. <laughs> yeah chicago band videos yeah a couple venues in that one we haven't had a lot of shows to get the uh, footage from yeah there was like three different people um matt adama chris peters and z from wasted ink that was the live footage and then wendy norton from norton video kind of took all of it and made the video i think one of my favorite songs on this album and again if you blink you miss it it's like 20 minutes uh, if, if you, you know, go to the bathroom while the album's on, you're going to come back and be really disappointed. Like, oh, God, where'd it go? Uh, one Year to Ancient, I think, is one of my favorite songs. I lifted lyrics from that in, in the description of this episode. Um, if you cluster them together, they just they read great. Resist, abide, never satisfy, resist or hide, never satisfied, resi resist, defy, never satisfy. Tell me, Matt, where this song came yeah. from or what you were thinking. Oh, well, I, I this summer I'll turn 50, so... That was sort of my uh, reflection on that final year right before that grand milestone is hit. And I think it was also that in combination, the end of that song is sort of like, all right, I know I'm the, the old man on the stage yelling at you right now about how things are messed up or how things could change. But really, I ought to shut up and let, let the youth take over. I mean, I, and I think that goes back. I maybe even last time we did this, we talked about it. And, um, you know, going in two years ago and a lot of the youthful energy that was around that I was seeing, I was just super inspired by that. Like a lot of the, 
the protest movements and Black Lives Matter marches, uh, just seeing kids like angry, pissed, engaged. Uh, I, that was like super inspirational to me because uh, I mean, that's how I felt when I was younger and then life happens and then you come back around and you go, oh yeah, wait a minute. I still feel that way. And uh, so, I mean, I think that you know, the song was kind of a combination of just a getting older and seeing that on the horizon and creeping up and, uh, you know, trying, trying to figure out where you fit in that place, but at the same time also sort of seeding the, the, uh, the anger to the youth, I think, and, and kind of giving them what you have and then kind of getting out of the way. Right. So. I, I like that perspective, but I, age has come up a lot in recent interviews. It's come up in my life. I, you know, I, I mentioned when I did my Q and one episode, episode 700, a couple of nights ago, my last radio job, I was told by my boss to shave my beard because it had gray hair in it. It wasn't appropriate for where I was working. So I, I've been very aware and focused on age. And then you, you see someone like Bill Maher on TV saying that ageism is like the last acceptable bias in employer in, with employers, with the world. Like that's the one prejudice that people still do and don't get called on. And so I, I guess my question to you is, are you, do you think of the, the number? Do you think of 50? Do you think of, you know, I I'm, I'm past my point. Do you really think that you have, or do you still think you have stuff to offer? I guess is my question. Oh, I think so. But I mean, I think at the same time, like I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not, uh, the lone voice, right? I mean, I think, I think if you think about what we were talking about earlier in terms of like the internet and, and disinformation and all of that stuff, the, the whole world at this point, nobody wants to have a dialogue. Everybody just wants to have a monologue. And you're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Well, just we're having, <laughs> yeah, except for, <laughs> just, you. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, so that, that, that's, that's, I guess my acknowledgement of like, it, it's just not my place. Uh, you know, I, we had an opportunity, I feel, to do things, to change things, whether personally or socially. Uh, I don't really know if it's that much of a better position when I was 20 right now. The world seems colossally fucked up. And I have young kids. We all have young kids. So, where, you know, where do they go? And there's no reason they need to spin their wheels on the tracks we're leaving behind because that didn't get us anywhere. So, uh, I mean... I still think that people of age have tons of tons to offer. Wisdom is huge. Um, I'm so full of wisdom. I'm so full of wisdom. (laughs) Right. And, uh, but I mean, I think, you know, at the same time, like uh, there's gotta be new answers somewhere. There's gotta be. I agree with that. So again, this new album, once upon a weapon, I I held up the last release here fixed against forever. Uh, This is on vinyl. I know vinyl is coming. For the new album, but I, I think you got caught in that Adele shitstorm that every other artist got caught in, didn't you? Like, it yeah. caused delays across the board. Extremely. Yeah, well, we're, we're working with, uh, you know, the label I do. I got four or five releases right now. I'm working with Smash Plastic here in Chicago. I've always wanted to kind of have a good relationship with the local pressing plant. And, yeah, they're great. Uh, I mean, they've been great, but they're also slammed and backed up. So, I mean, you know. 30-ish weeks uh, production time on anything. So wow. do we wait to release these re- these songs into the wild, you know, end of the summer? I just don't think we were really willing to do that. I mean, this record probably could have came out the end of the fall, you know, if we, uh, but we were 
trying to figure out what to do with the vinyl and stuff. So it's coming, but it, probably not till the end end of the summer, maybe. And then it just kind of becomes a new marketing plan, right? It's like it's a second wave of yeah. pr- promotion and activity. You know, I mean, it, records these days, I mean, you know, there, there's a, you're only going to sell so many. So, I mean, like people are going to hear your music one way or the other. And the people that want to buy vinyl come back and buy vinyl later. So, yeah. you know, I don't think it's that that big of a deal for, for a band our size. And it works out well. Uh, we got to work with John Yates again to do the cover, which to me is kind of bucket list sort of stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, we played with Negative Approach. We got John Yates to do a cover. And there's some potential shows coming up in September, which my head may explode if they actually happen. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're definitely doing good stuff and working with great people. And, uh, you know, um, recorded we recorded with uh, Mike at Everly Studios again. That was, I mean, that, that experience also, I think, is very unique to us. Like it's very relaxed. I can go in on a Tuesday and work for two hours. And uh, I mean, he's been, he was very accommodating to like sort of the weird COVID world as well as our sort of like piecemeal schedule. And, uh, rec- you know, coming back with Wrong Wars, the first time I've been in his studio since like the early 2000s, pre kind of almost the digital area era. And uh, ah, what, a, what a world of difference that makes. <laughs> I mean- you can you can just sit there and fine tune nitpick stuff till you know until, until you yeah. hit the point of diminishing returns and realize you've gone too far. Or Mike tells me to go the fuck home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless, you play, unless you play bass or drums, then you only get one chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the way that works. If you mess up, we not Two hours. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Smash Plastic. Love those guys. Had them on this podcast about 500 episodes ago, which seems like a million years ago, it was like probably three years ago at this point. I remember back then thinking, oh, this is brilliant. Like these guys are geniuses because vinyl was certainly ascendant and, and doing great at that point. Three years later, who knew it would be that much of a bigger deal? And they're still the only game in the state of Illinois. Like yeah. geniuses yeah. over there. Yeah. In fact, I think, I mean, they they eventually were like only taking jobs from Illinois-based labels, and now they're only taking jobs from people they've already taken jobs from That's before. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they. I, I think I think when the vinyl like sort of market imploded at the you know in the middle a uh, few months into COVID, I mean, I think they had people from like you know Belgium and whatever trying to trying to press with them, and they just said, "Well, wait a minute, we you know we started to serve the Chicago music market. Let's let's peel back and." Uh, you know, so I think they're still playing catch up, though. So. so the new album is streamable. It's listenable. The vinyl will come. It'll get there and it'll be exciting when we do eventually get to uh, to have and hold it and touch it and put it on a, a turntable and drop a needle on it. Once Upon a Weapon is what we can listen to. Uh, what am I looking at? Wait, hold on. Oh, my God. That wasn't the right thing. Pat- Patrick's holding up his phone to the camera. Uh, not very well. We just, oh, there we go. It's Max Headroom. Why is it Max Headroom? Nobody knows. <laughs> What's happening here? This is a uh, that's yeah, that, that <laughs> if you know, you know, kind of <laughs> it's when WTTW was hijacked by Max Headroom. Mm, yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time at. Amusing myself, Trey. No, I, we all do. I get it. It's, 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 it's the past few years have been hard on all of us. Uh, before I cut you guys loose, 
It's worth mentioning this entire time. Basis Dave looks like he's here to sell us something. He's sitting in front of his camera with six hot sauce bottles. It looks like I just arrived at like one of those parties where you have like finger sandwiches and cocktails. But in order to get the food and drinks, you got to listen to a sales pitch. Dave, what, what are you doing here? You got like six hot. Pat told me this was going to be the hot ones tonight. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I, thought I was on the hot one. So I got my hot sauces and my chips here. And uh, I- yeah, but I guess it's—I guess it's just me and my hot sauce tonight. After this, you go so, right from the last dab here. Yeah, I'll, we'll do the last one here and see. So you, you're a hot sauce guy, like you're—you're you're impervious to heat, like you can. I don't know if I'm impervious. I just haven't like found. Wait, can you hold the bottle up to the camera? Yeah, this is um, supposedly like this is a really hot one, I guess. So on that show, that's the last one, which is torturous. Uh, <laughs> I've had a pea size of it, and I basically feel horrible afterwards. Like I mixed this uh, in with my cereal for breakfast. It's one. We should also bring up the fact that before we practice at eight thirty on a Sunday, Dave often runs like a half marathon. So, yeah, um, yeah. This, I, this is like racing fuel. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other shows we want to mimic? I mean, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, <laughs> cereal? Do you guys want to kill anybody? Like what? What else could we do besides hot ones? Um, Anybody come prepared? Like, no. No, seriously, what are, what are we doing here? Are we, are we just find another show yeah. to do? Are, are we at the point of the interview where we just watch Dave eat chips? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the. Is that really time. what's happening here? <laughs> All right. So okay, Dave. Besides hot ones, what, what's another like make your make your brain melt hot sauce? I know Cholula is like that's entry level. That's that's something for 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 kids and. Hey, didn't, you, did that, you did that whole uh, chip challenge thing, right? Oh, yeah. There's a uh, there's some there's some. Yeah, we're supposed. I'm with my brother-in-law. I'm supposed to do some challenge. It's like one chip, and you eat the chip. And I've actually seen um, Larry from Pegboy do it on. Um, he, I think it's on YouTube. You can find it. Um, and so great. You can watch what happens to him after he eats this chip. I'm, I guess I'm going to give that a try. My brother-in-law spent the $30 or whatever to buy this one chip that's supposedly like some genetically modified pepper that, uh, I don't know. It looked like it, it, it normally looked, can kill you at a 10-foot range. I mean, yeah. in summary, this is just such a guy thing, isn't it? I, I mean, think so, yeah. yeah. This is something dumb guys do. Not, I mean, you're, you're a smart guy, but I mean, I get it. Like, I... I had um, Herb Rosen of Liars Club and Scott Lucas in the car like two years ago before the pandemic. And we got the uh, the cocktail sauce from St. Elmo's, the, the place in Indianapolis. We got their hot cocktail sauce. We did shots of that, which was just like horseradish through the nasal cavity, like blinding. We couldn't do that, but we're all together in the car. Let's do shots. And that was painful. I feel like that wouldn't even phase Dave. Like that's amateur hour. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get we'll get some of those those hot chips and maybe we can um, you know do it before a show or something like that and see what happens. Oh, oh great idea! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, horseradish is a different thing. I mean, you're you're doing pepper based heat. Horseradish affects your body in a much different way. It does. Like I'm not immune to that. So like um, you know that uh, green stuff that comes with sushi or whatever that'll wasabi yeah. sometimes right up, like right up here. So. It, but it, the, the the pepper stuff, I don't know. I can. That's your superpower. Yeah, I guess so. That, you, that's I gotta, your thing. My wife, my wife tells me I got to do something with that. Like, 
So that's why I was yeah, thinking. I feel, maybe thinking I feel like opportunities are small for that, but if you can find them, you'll yeah. own them. Yeah. yeah, let's not try that right before a show though. We had a we had a mishap <laughs> where we had a we were in Philadelphia and we we were there. So somebody's like, you gotta try this cheesesteak. So we all had a really fantastic cheesesteak and then played a show. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was going to die from uh, cheesesteak and playing at, you know, at fast paces. It, so it just liquefied your insides. Uh, that was it. Good night, nurse. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. We, we could have, we made the bad show. I think there was like a nine inch and a 14 inch. And I think we went with the 14. You're excited to be in Philadelphia. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. It, it went in Rome. Yeah. Go big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank All right. Thank so you. hot sauce aside, let's get back to wrong war. Once upon a weapon is the new release. I love it. It's 20 blistering minutes. Uh, it's it, it delivers and everything you guys promised with that first album. Uh, keep doing what you do. I, I love your sound. And, you know, I, obviously live. We talked about this from the jump. Live opportunities are fewer and farther between these days. But I, I would urge people to see you when that opportunity presents itself. Wrong war. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank yeah. you for, for your support, too. We appreciate it. 